Welcome to Alphanumeric, non-binary reviews podcast of poetry and fiction. Before we get started, remember when Zoetic Press had a book and film podcast called I Like the Book Better? It's gone, but if that was your jam, that void is being wonderfully filled by a podcast called With Nothing to Say. This isn't some movie snobs dissecting the directing or acting choices of a particular film. This is so much better. It's smart people interrogating the portrayal of our world through popular films and talking about what those portrayals say about us. If you're interested in a different look at film, you'll want to spend some quality time with nothing to say. See what I did there? Find it at www.lifethroughfiction.com. And now, on to Alphanumeric. Today, Drunken Monkey Hypothesis by Cathal Gunning. Marguerite's head was pounding. Even without a hangover, the sweltering, breathless heat of the forest and its dank air would make anyone's head stuffy and heavy. The air was muggy, impossibly close. It's a fucking sauna, said Ernesto as he spat on a patch of moss. The ground underfoot was a mess of overlapping branches, sweaty leaves, and gnarled vines. Trees towered on every side, the few gaps in the overhead leaf canopy growing smaller and rarer the further they ventured into the forest. The group consisted of Ernesto, Marguerite, Paul, Stavros, and Julianne, all researchers now that the local guides had left them behind at the edge of the rainforest's thicket of dewy vegetation. Maybe that's why the natives don't venture in here anymore, Julianne said. She smiled at Paul, who shoved another jagged branch aside and frowned. The locals, he replied, don't come in here for the same reason they don't want us growing in here. Some stupid superstitions. Ernesto nodded, hopping over a tangle of roots. Something scuttled from between them, darting from one side of the overgrowth to the other, never slow enough to be visible. Marguerite shuddered cold sweat pooling on her bare neck. The same reason they're striking in the plant, Ernesto added. They think prohibition sullied the soul here and they won't harvest crops from a forest that we've cursed, according to them. I don't see why management doesn't just tell them that picking fruit is the only job going, Julianne said, shrugging. The tendril of a vine pushed past Marguerite's shoulder. She shivered, the leaves like little fingertips. They did, Stavros yelled, indignant. The company bribed them, threatened them, said they'd burn down their shithole villages if they didn't get with it. Idiots still haven't gotten the message. So that's why we get the glamorous job of picking fruit, Paul said, as our once-in-a-lifetime internship. A bachelor's in genetic modification research well spent, said Julianne. A shadow skittered among the trees overhead, startling Marguerite. No one seemed to notice, or if they did, they didn't flinch, the party walking further into the dark center of the forest. It's just a gene that stops the rotting fruit from producing ethanol, Ernesto said. What exactly is it that makes these morons think that's an affront to the gods? I mean, it's an affront to the monkeys, Paul noted. The group didn't respond, but he continued unabated. They used to wait until the marula crop was rotting and eat the overripe fruit to get drunk, Paul said in his smug, self-satisfied, nature-documentarian tone. I'm sure the spider monkey population of this forest are more than heartbroken that we've stolen their annual piss-up out from under them. Drunk monkeys ought to thank us, Julianne said. 
Maybe they'll evolve a bit quicker without the option of getting shit-faced. Marguerite felt something pelt her neck, a hard, small knot. She whipped around, but must have been too slow, searching the forest floors and surrounding trees, but seeing nothing. Yeah, maybe the next generation of spider monkeys should get themselves a bachelor's in genetic modification research, Ernesto said. So they could grow their own, Stavros asked. No, Ernesto replied. So they won't be arrested for having a shit ton of ethanol at their disposal. Marguerite tried to smile at that, but despite the group's best efforts, the after effects of last night's cocktails, raw fruit slices, ice cubes, and watered down lab grade ethanol, was taking a toll on everyone's heads today. Another rock or nut or something hard and round pelted the back of her head. What the fuck was that? Paul barked, wincing as he slapped a hand to his neck. Who threw something? Marguerite opened her mouth to comment, but was hit with another hard blow to the temple, this one leaving a stinging welt. She heard a chittering rising around them, snuffling laughter that she recognized from somewhere. Nature documentaries. She stared up at the trees, following the rustling leaves in search of the thing, things, moving between the branches. The cacophony of shrieks came all at once, the noise surrounding the party. In Marguerite's hungover head, the chattering was louder than machine gun fire, a high-pitched caterwauling that called from one side of the forest to the other. A blur of limbs leapt from tree to tree over their heads, faster than anyone's eyes could follow. Shh, said Paul, holding out a hand to silence the group. Something grabbed his hand, yanking his arm behind his back and dragging him to the dark forest floor. Stavros reached for his machete, a reflex, and found the empty holster on his sweating waist. Marguerite heard a hammer cock, the noise of a gun familiar only from movies. She turned slowly, staring at the spider monkey watching her from a nearby branch. The small animal held Ernesto's small revolver between his two paws, flanked on either side by fellow tiny primates bedecked in disguises of leaves and twigs. A trio of monkeys bolted back and forth across Paul's back as he lay on the forest floor, dissembling the straps of his backpack and using them to tie his limbs together in a string of intricate, well-rehearsed motions. A spider monkey strode into the chaotic scene and some sober, faraway part of Marguerite's fevered brain noted that it was odd to see a mature Ateles paniscus walking on its hind legs. Then again, it was odder to see the primate raise a hand to silence their comrades as the rest of the pack rooted through the expedition's packs, their guards still training guns and machetes on the small frozen group. This has been Drunken Monkey Hypothesis by Cathal Gunning, read for you by Lisa Quintana. Our music was La Evolución de una Relación Interpersonal by Edgar Biagme provided by Pixabay.com. Alphanumeric is mixed and mastered by Lisa Quintana. You can get non-binary review on our website, zoeticpress.com, or on Amazon. If you like the podcast, please drop in and give us a rating or a review, and please subscribe. New work drops every Wednesday. Non-binary review, because humans are hardwired to tell stories.